was a long one. It was a long one. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? You were definitely not muted when you said that. Hi, my name is Sean Taylor. That's my friend, uh, other side, Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. And uh, apologies in advance. going to be a little shorter episode. I had something personal come up. Also, my house is in shambles because we are redoing the largest room in our house, which is terrifying. So don't ever do that. So my house is in shambles. New computer's not set up. Uh, everything's ruined. But no, we'll be back to normal next week. Apologies, my fault. But we did want to put something out there. And so we're going to promote our panel at Planet Comic Con in Kansas City on Saturday, April 23rd at 6 p.m. 6.30 p.m. 6.30. 6.30 p.m. You know what? Come in at 6 just to reserve your seat because it's going to be it's going to be a hot commodity. Well, another, it's going to be another panel be going on before that, but there's <laughs> or you could just sit and watch that panel. It's probably going to be a, a you know a great panel. I don't know what it is. I'm really excited to see what it is, just to see like what mm. our name mm. is next to. That's very exciting to me is to see. I want to see who's like above and below us, right adjacent in the in the what's it called in the brochure. That's not the right word in the program. That's a very big deal. Program listing? Like, Chris, what Panel if your list. name is is like touching Kevin Conroy's name or, or Adam Savage? Oh, or I'm an Adam Savage guy. I was pretty excited to see him. That would be that really would cool. Be, uh, yeah, it would be amazing. Just on yeah. the same page would be, oh my gosh, it was on the same page. You're in the same piece of printed, like intentional, not accidental media as Kevin Conroy. Mm-hmm. That that's like a credit. That's like being in the same movie Ooh, as Kevin Conroy. Yes. If you think about now, it, now I'm really hoping that that happens. I I'm really hoping it happens. It's <laughs> not that we deserve it, but I want it to happen. <laughs> but anyway, come come hang out at our panel if you live in the Kansas City area, especially if you're going to Planet Comic Con. Anyway, we'll do some Avatar: The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra trivia. We've got some, Chris has put together some really cool prizes, some door prizes, and some uh, competition winner type prizes. And mostly it'll just be a really laid back excuse uh, for Chris and I to say that we had a panel, which we're very excited about. So come hang out. And then as our short episode for today, to kind of promote that, Chris, we thought we'd share some fun facts, some of our favorite Avatar The Last Airbender fun facts and Legend of Korra fun facts. Pardon me. And Chris, I don't know if you want to alternate back and forth. I assume you have sure, more fun facts, alternate. so I'll make you go first. No, I just, I just went with I just went with three. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Okay, cool, so cool, cool. my first fun fact <laughs> is that Andrea Romano is the voice uh, director slash voice uh, cast casting director. Or Andrea Romano is absolutely legendary in cartoons and voice acting. She worked on Family animated series, um, Justice League. The Boondocks, countless other things, things that have like directly affected my life, had a huge influence on it. So I always thought it was really cool that she also worked on Outro Last Airbender. Uh, just kind of put a little bit of that Batman DNA in there. And a lot of the voice actors always just applaud Andrea, how much it's just a joy to work with her and just how much of a true skill it is to be a voice director. I remember in the one of the podcast episodes, Janet Varney, not our podcast, in, in Brave Elements, Jen Varney, in Andrea our Romano, second favorite Avatar podcasts. Yeah, Jen Varney, uh, was on there, and Jen Varney was like, "You make me want to be a voice director." And I, and I told you that, and then you're like, "You don't want to do what I do." <laughs> but then she ended up being like, "You could do it, Jenna. You're great." And like, it's just she's like, if if Brian and Mike are the dads of of like Janet and Dante and all the voice actors, 
Andre Romano is the mom. That's that's beautiful. I love that. Chris, my first fun fact is that uh, so growing up, this is gonna make my sound like my parents sound negligent, and they they're not. They were good parents. Uh, I think that King of the Hill when it first came out, it when people didn't know about it, when you just watch it, it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't like scream raunchy out of the gate. It's so mm-hmm. dry that you have to actually yeah. like sit down and watch an episode before you realize what kind of show it is. And so in my mind, it was like my first like raunchy ish adult cartoon that I ever watched. And I love it. I love King of the Hill. I've probably seen it all through three times, maybe four times. And three of the most prominent names, maybe more. There's probably even more in there that I'm not even familiar with. Are the most prominent names in Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Uh, Brian, Mike, and Giancarlo were all uh, all played roles in the development and or creation at various points of King of the Hill. And again, first Sean's first like adult TV show, adult yeah. cartoon TV yeah. show. Uh, before I get into my second fact, uh, anyone out there would love to know you guys' facts. Also, might be able to use these things uh, for questions in our trivia contest because got to come up with those in the four manners. Anyway. My second fun fact is that that was part Air Nomad. That was like mind blowing when I read the Kyoshi novels. That was just such a really cool aspect of the character I didn't know about before. And it really explained the fans. Because even when I first watched Avatar, like uh, Island of uh, Kyoshi Warriors, like one of the first episodes I watched, and I always thought it was, I was confused because she had fans. I was like, oh, was this. Like the first time I was watching the show, trying to grasp the world of it. I was like, oh, is this like another airbender avatar before him? Someone's like, no, she's the Earth one. Like, that doesn't make why she got fans. Sense in the show. And also just that connection to her with her mother. Um, it uh, was so just so ingenious. I loved it. It was a great twist. Like, I did not expect it whatsoever. And it wasn't a big twist. It's not like the end of the plot type of twist. Just mm-hmm. like really solid unexpected little little middle piece that did play a big role and yeah i loved it that's great uh my second fun fact is a bonding story between my boss and i my boss a nice lady not not into video games whatsoever but she knows i am into video games and computers and one day she came to me she's like sean my daughter is going to college and she wants a laptop and she wants it to be able to do work, yes, but she also wants to be able to play this one specific game, one specific game called Valorant. And Valorant is from Riot Games. And you know who else is from Riot Games? Is Aaron Ehas has done some work at Riot Games. And I honestly don't know if he is like a, like a, some kind of creative director or what his role in there is. A lot of these Riot Games things don't necessarily have really deep stories. They might have lore but it's not like he's, you know, directing directing character stuff for them. Or maybe he is. I'm actually not sure. But I know he's played a pretty substantial role over the year, years at Riot Games, which is also responsible for League of Legends is easily their biggest one. And League of Legends has obviously spun off and created other media um, or other types of media. It's expanded its franchise. But Valorant is a, is a currently pretty large uh, game, maybe the second or third most popular game that they have made. And yeah, so it was a bonding moment for my my boss and I. And I was able to tell her, I was like, hey, some guy that makes, you know, had some role in that game uh, also has a role in my favorite TV show. And she's like, I have no idea what any of that is. But we still bonded. It was still important to me. Good. 
And fun fact is that, and the thing is, this one is widely known, is that the bending um, elements are based off of four real-life traditional martial arts. Sihukisu came in and assigned, you know, they were early on in development, and he kind of assigned different fighting styles and techniques to the different bending elements. So air bending based off of Bagua, um, earth bending is based off of um, Tiger Crane, Hungar type of Tiger Crane, water bending based off of Tai Chi, which you can clearly really see from the bending. It's probably the most obvious one. And then uh, fire bending is based off of Northern Shaolin. I don't know that own that well um but you know it it provides such a, a distinct bending element to all of their uh, to the animation that just kind of everything really made the world feel little really love specifically that toss was different and she used praying mantis and then uh there's also the the original yellow power ranger trini also used praying mantis and i remember that episode just so vividly as a little kid because the monster of the week was a praying mantis. That's awesome. Yeah. I uh, I was going to make my third fun fact. I was going to be something about Gray Delisle being just like in everything, uh, but I can't even do mm. it justice. So just go to Wikipedia and look at Gray Delisle. And instead, I'm going to do my third. Seriously, she's not just is she in everything, but she is everybody in everything. There's I'm looking at like yeah. some of these right now where. Like in Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, she has like fifty credits <laughs> yeah. under that show alone. But no, you just got to go look at that yeah. one instead. But, but real quick, like she will probably be on. I can't wait. She'll probably be on the Brave New Elements episode one. So probably in like two episodes because they only got one episode in season one left. And and as soon as you hear her voice, if you're like me, uh, you know I don't I don't pay good attention to this stuff. I don't know this stuff. But then as soon as you hear her voice, you're instantly like childhood right away. It, it punches you right in the face, yeah. and it's great. But no, I can't do it justice, so you just got to go to Wikipedia and look up Gray Delisle, and it's all the fun facts you need. Chris, instead, my fun fact is going to be that uh, talking with you and having this podcast with you and our friendship over the years, I could no longer watch any show where there's any pair of friends without putting us mentally and superimposing us into those roles. And it's never clear. There's always some crossover. <laughs> it's like It's never like you're distinctly one and I'm distinctly the other one. Uh, I mean, there's cases where it'll be like a white person, and a black person, but personality wise, they're still yeah, like, well, you're obviously. this part of that and that part of me. Um, but whether it's you know, Troy and Abed, because right now I'm going through a community phase, it's the comfort food of TV shows, Scrubs, Psych, Brooklyn Nine-Nine with <laughs> Charles and, and Jake, like every every single TV show that has any like duo, I'm like, that's kind of Chris and this is kind of <laughs> me, except when they're like this, in which case that's kind of me and this is kind of Chris. And that's my first reaction when I'm watching TV shows is if there's like any kind of buddy duo pair, my first reaction is to superimpose ourselves onto that pair. I would say, I think, I I would think say community would. is my, I think I do that. Yeah. I would say community is my favorite, uh, but there's, that one has like the most crossover where it's like, oh, well, yeah, Chris is Troy because he's black. I was okay, fine. But there's like certain pieces where you're definitely Abed and I'm definitely Troy, and then there's certain pieces where you're definitely Troy and definitely mm. Abed, and it crosses over a lot. But um, just because I'm in a community phase right now, so less of a fun fact, more of a thing that Sean just does is that every time I watch a TV show, that's like an instant thing that my brain jumps to. I would say that's probably a compliment. Uh, someday we'll just <laughs> someday we'll just go through all the TV shows 
there's a duo pair it would just be like no this is definitively chris and that's definitively sean for every prominent tv show ever no that's not true just comedies yes. actually everything i named was a comedy <laughs> yeah <laughs> well hey arnold i don't know which uh that has two people gerald and arnold uh fun fact his his last name is actually short man oh no uh, kidding Oh, yeah, you, no, you ever not. see his his grandpa like so his grandpa will call him mm -hmm. short man all the time, right? No, I mean, I, yeah. And it turns out his last that name, name, that's why he calls him short man, not just because he's short, because his last name is short man. Then if, mean, you don't find that out until Hey Arnold the movie, I think his parents are alive. Oh snap! Uh, I mean, yeah. I think I'm more of an Arnold, but there again, that just feels like a shallow reaction. But I yeah, think sure. I'm more of an Arnold, and you're more of a Gerald. Maybe not. But, uh, <laughs> hey, if you watch TV shows, let us know which people you think we are. And, no, more importantly, let us know your fun facts, because between now and then, we got to come up with some trivia. And oh, yeah. we're happy to have any any suggestions. Or, if hey, man, if you tell something that Chris doesn't know, I'll be very impressed. Like, my my suspicion is that Chris will be like, oh, that's a good idea. But if you say something where Chris is like, I had no idea, I will be uh, mm. pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Ooh, yeah, please try to stump me. Yeah, if you can stump Chris, we'll absolutely shout you out or or, or whatever whatever kind of <laughs> shout out you need. So, and I will be honest. Yeah, that's that's not a huge concern, Chris. I have not thought of a time when you've been <laughs> deceitful for the sake of knowledge. <laughs> I know that <laughs> putting on our <laughs> putting on our free YouTube podcast for two hundred <laughs> weekly viewers. Is a is a position of high pressure, forces some, <laughs> forces some shady behavior. No, uh, let us know if you stump Chris. He will be honest. We will happily shout you out if you say something he doesn't know. We'll both be probably somewhat surprised. So, let us know if you are if you are in Kansas City at the time. Chris, I don't know if we can like live stream from within the con. I don't know if they have rules or whatever, but we'll at least go learn about what the rules might be for like live streaming out of our panel. It's probably not allowed, but I'll at least check into it. And so you could join us digitally yeah. if it's not, not allowed. Email that guy that uh, he sent me some. Didn't have rules or anything. He just more of a update type of deal. Yeah. So uh, I'll find out some guidelines. I didn't think about that till just now, but that would be kind of a cool deal. A cool deal, at least to have recorded and snip up later, uh, presuming they'll allow that to some degree. So, Hey, thanks, Chris, for doing yeah, a short it's... episode. Thank you all for your patience with us. We'll be back to normal next week. In the meantime, I'm Sean. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. And thanks for watching Avatar The Last Podcasters. We appreciate it.